0: Welcome to 8 with 8, a podcast from Ohio State Support Team 8, where we share what's on our minds and what's in the research from the field of education. As you well know, raising literacy achievement is one of our top priorities at SST8, and we know it's one of yours too. But of course, it's not the only priority. How can we design our instruction in one area of learning so that it supports learning in other areas of development? Well today, two of our own team members will discuss resources and strategies for helping some of our youngest learners build social emotional competencies while also developing critical emergent literacy skills. Research shows that when we tackle these important learnings together, we don't just get two for the price of one, we might get even more than that.
1: Pam Kennedy, the Regional Early Literacy Specialist from State Support Team 8.
2: And I'm Stacey Smith, Early Learning and School Readiness Consultant.
1: Thanks for being here with us today. We know that teachers are overwhelmed with all the instructional demands in their day, maybe none more than the preschool teachers who have their students for just a few hours each day.
2: I totally agree with you, Pam.
1: Well, That's why I'm so glad, Stacey, that you've agreed to work with me and share some of the newest trade books that teachers can use to help them teach social emotion skills while they're building the emergent literacy skills for their students. We're talking about oral language, phonological awareness, and print knowledge.
2: Well, in these four amazing books, we're going to look at those literacy skills and share ideas for you to explicitly teach those while also explicitly teaching social emotional learning skills. Pam, did you know that if you teach social emotional learning interventions that address those five core competencies, that students' academic performance has increased as much as 11 percentile points?
1: I guess I didn't realize it was that much. Although I do know that research shows there's a direct correlation between social emotional learning and emergent literacy skills. There's There's a reciprocity that we just can't ignore.
2: I agree with you. And that really makes me think of a quote that I had recently read from Dr. Robert Jaggers. It stated, learning is a relational process. We are not simply cognitive. We're not simply emotional. We are not simply social. We are all those things simultaneously. So it just makes so much sense to address academic and specific literacy and social skills at the same time.
1: Mm. Well, now that we know how important this is, let's hear about
2: these great books, Stacey. All right. Our first book is Stick in Stone. This is just a simple story of friendship, and it highlights the importance of relationships. This would really be a good place to talk about peer interactions and even how actions of yourself impact you, but they also impact others. So, Pam, what's the literacy connection in this book?
1: Well, The first literacy skill we're going to look at is oral language. And those familiar with the science of reading and structured literacy know that we learn to read from speech. So we have to understand the language we hear before we can comprehend what we're reading. The building blocks of language language comprehension include oral language and vocabulary development. And this book Stick and Stone has some really rich tier two vocabulary.
2: Pam, can you remind me what's tier two vocabulary?
1: Well, sure, Stacy. Thanks for asking. Uh, we know that there's many words in books that our young readers want to know about and they don't know yet. Well, if we took the time to define and explain every word, not only would they lose interest, we'd never finish a story. So we look to Elizabeth Beck work on vocabulary and determine which words are these tier two words, words that need to be explicitly taught. Tier one consists of those most basically basic words that um, they rarely need direct instruction and they typically don't have multiple meanings. But words like book and girl, sad, dog, most children know those words. Tier three words are words that are tied to a specific subject, and we don't usually hear them in any other context or throughout the day. They can quickly be defined in one or two words while you're reading. But tier two words, that's the way to go. They're the words that we use across content and throughout the day. A tier two word and stick and stone might be wander. Um, the teacher could share that, wander is walking around with no real purpose, kind of like wasting time. I saw you wandering around the playground during recess. And another tier two word might even be rock when the authors used it as a verb. Stick tell stone, you rock. He means you're really cool. Usually we think of noun as a rock, but here it's used as a verb. And talking about rocking one of the book I found, one of the books I found that really rocks is Big Feelings.
2: I love how you did that using that tier two word rock and rocking. <laughs> <laughs> nice job there, Pam. <laughs> so big feelings. This is another really good book with social emotional um, impact here. So this book, I would say I would really focus on that self-awareness piece with this book and identifying different emotional vocabulary that also builds into social awareness. So it kind of starts with that self-awareness piece, but then can lead into social awareness and really help children understand different perspectives.
1: Yes, Stacy, Big Feelings is written by the authors of All Are Welcome, another favorite book of ours. Um, And Big Feelings is a wonderful book for practicing phonological awareness skills. This book is full of rhymes and the identification of rhyming words is a foundational skill for growing reading brains. So hearing the sounds or those phonemes in words, that's an essential skill for proficient reading. The rhyming words in this book are great practice for those listening skills.
2: Yeah, hearing those sounds is so important and children really love trying to rhyme words. So Pam, I've got to tell you, this next book has become one of my new favorites. The Rabbit That Listened, This is just, I know, this is just a great story that encompasses several social emotional skills. Taylor, the main character, has to deal with some disappointment when his block tower gets knocked down, which all children can relate to. Several characters throughout the book approach him and try to tell him how to feel or how to deal with the situation, but he doesn't respond to any of their suggestions. It isn't until Rabbit comes along and just sits quietly with him and lets him process his feelings and then react. This simple story touches on identifying emotions, navigating them, and even connecting with others. I just love it.
1: Yeah, Stacy, it, it's really become one of my favorite books too. And, and I'm looking at it, I, I think for the phonological awareness could be so rich there. Um, listening to those words and the sounds that the animal, animals make, and then wouldn't it be fun practicing those sounds? And as you're having fun with your class, you're actually strengthening the phonological awareness that the lack of which, again, is one of the major major causes of reading difficulties. So the teacher can highlight the phonemes as the bear says, or the snake saying, or in let's and else's. Practicing these sounds and helping the little ones get their mouths around those sounds and even connecting some of the sounds represented by letters will set that that foundation for later alphabetic knowledge.
2: That really sounds like that would build young students' confidence with literacy as well. So that leads us to our last book about building a sense of confidence. The last one, The Girl That Never Makes Mistakes. So this book really touches on self-management and then building a sense of confidence. The skill of navigating your own emotions is so important. And this story really demonstrates how Beatrice, the main character, she has to learn that making mistakes is okay. She learns to be confident in her abilities, even when she does make a mistake. Yeah.
1: Stacy, this book, besides a great story and lesson, it's also a very print-rich book. And those kind of books are really important for building print knowledge. And one example of the the, the richness of the print in the girl that never makes mistakes is that dialogue bubble. Um, throughout the pages, there's there's the dialogue, and a teacher might stop and point out that this this means somebody's speaking to you when you see this in a book. And later in the story, when Humbert the hamster sneezes, the word hutchoo is three inches tall and big red letters stretching across the centerfold. That's something to point out. And maybe even asking the little ones, how do you think the author wants us to read this word? And then on the next page, kablooey is in big, bold, black letters. And a point of interest might be the onomatopoeia. Is that how a balloon sounds when it explodes? Um, This book might be used to drive home the lesson that words are made of letters, and these
2: letters have sounds attached. Those are just such great points. Pam, thanks so much for sharing these awesome books with me. Oh, sure.
1: You know, Stacey, I think we've got to have a a call to action here. We've just shared four books and eight tips for lessons. So let's challenge our listeners to scour their classroom bookshelves and find some of their favorite stories and incorporate some of the social emotional learning and the emergent literacy instruction into their lesson plans. Um, Remember how important it is that you set the foundation for reading and that these skills relate to those social emotional skills. The children need to be successful. We talked about that reciprocity earlier. So Now, more than ever, I think we need to thank these hardworking teachers for everything they're doing and and give them some help with with these lessons.
2: And I agree. Thank you so much. And remember, the links to today's resources and video read-alouds are available in the show notes. Thanks, Stacey. Sure thing, Pam. And that's
0: it for another episode of 8 with 8. The quote from Dr. Robert Jaggers that Stacey shared with us really sums it up well. We are not simply cognitive, emotional, or social beings. We are all of these things simultaneously. So when we blend literacy instruction with social emotional learning, we really speak to the brain's love of integration and authentic connections, especially for our youngest learners. We hope that you are inspired to find even more books and stories that underscore critical SEL competencies for your learners or perhaps ones that tie to your schools or your program's PBIS expectations or some of the language you're using, be sure to check out the resources that we have in the show notes. And if you find other great literacy and SEL connections, we encourage you to share them with us so that we can add them to our list. You can contact us at podcast at sst8.org, or you can tweet at Ohio SST8, and be sure to join us next week we will be talking to one of our favorite literacy trainers ever. He's going to share eight tips for supporting literacy instruction in English language learners. See you soon.